Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. This is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about our differences seeks to show us what we really have in common. I'm Condis Presley. We're back with Nika Sewell-Smith, a genealogist and historian with Ancestry. What do you say to people, especially people of color, who are a little bit skeptical about the DNA sharing to know just everything that we can know about ourselves and our history? With DNA, you have to go with what's comfortable for you, right? For me, I don't ever like to push people out of their comfort zone. So if you are like, mm, I don't know, then, then think about it. Read through the terms of service for whatever the, the product is that you're going to use. One thing I will tell you is, you know, even in my own family, um, we, we've, I've actually been very lucky because we have over a hundred people tested on one branch of my family. And a lot of that really didn't have to come from convincing from me. They saw what I was doing and what I was able to unearth with DNA. They saw what I could do with documents. And now that DNA has been introduced, the fact that we're able to, you know, trace back to or recreate these enslaved communities. I don't think people realize that that you literally can see how our ancestors have migrated within the United States and the world. And and even despite however where we are, we're living right now, right? You can literally see communities formed just genetically. That's that's how incredible the technology is now, where you can literally drill it down to sometimes even a county because of just we're just that well that well just 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 preserved right genetically and then the other thing is the fact that people who are more have more recent ancestry in West Africa are dead are testing and they're sharing DNA with us with people who are stateside the only way that happens is if that DNA from that person that survived the transatlantic slave trade went through slavery lived has descendants who were who have now tested that is incredible like there's there's you I, I just there's no way anyone could have even thought that that was possible but people are doing that every single day and so you know for the aspect of being able to repair families and especially if there's a scenario where you know families are broken apart during you know slavery or sold apart and you don't know where your sister or your brother's children are or or where your sister and your brother went we're able to we're, we're being able to to reconnect in that way and and there's just again beyond the paper trail and having to rely on that and people getting the skills to be able to do that, DNA is helping us get there much more quickly. So, you know, I, I'm definitely someone who, um, I, it's, been, it's been a game changer um, for me as a researcher. There is no doubt, Nika, that you are living your best life. The passion that you exude as a result of your research and helping others do that re research and and document their histories. Tell us how we can find you. Tell us how we can find the show. 
tell us how we can really dig in. We're, we're at home so much more now. It sounds like a great family project and a good time to start. Absolutely. There's no better time to start than now. Um, I have a site, whoisnikasmith.com. The series will be on Instagram Live, so be sure that you're following Ancestry there and as well as on all other social channels. Um, you can find me through my site on all of my social channels and Ancestry is always, you know, at Ancestry on everything. I post a lot, I talk a lot, I share a lot of news and um, things that revolve around history and um, especially genealogy and stuff that's related around um, Black families. And, you know, it's, it's a passion of, of mine to just reinforce that we're here for a reason and that our ancestors were here for a reason and they left behind a paper trail for us. And it may take us a little bit longer to get there, but the journey along the way is something that you just, it's just, it's, it's probably one of the most incredible things that you can do and the most um, incredible way for you to learn about yourself in a way that you have no control over. What has been your most surprising discovery in your research? Oh, gosh, I have a lot of them. Um, I would say my most surprising discovery has probably been um, the connection to the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma. I think a lot of us grew up with the so-and-so was a Cherokee princess. You know, we all have that. That's probably the thing I hear a lot from people is, you know, how do I verify I'm Native American? And I thought it wasn't, initially I was like, mm, this is not, you know, that's not the case for my family. You know, I don't think so. And then as I started digging through what my father had and what I had, I turned out it was true. And that journey of, of connecting with that side of my family and then being able to reconnect the rest of my family with that has, oh my gosh, like it's, it's, it's a lot because that's an aspect of Black history in particular when you're talking about uh, freedmen of the five tribes, the Cherokee, Choctaw, Chickasaw, Creek, and, you know, in Seminole nations, the fact that there, that there were enslaved people who were enslaved by these nations and that there's, it's a whole aspect of black history. That's like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's really complicated. It's, it's hard to understand in, in some aspects, but it's so incredible because you end up having twice the amount of documentation that you would have outside of these nations because they operated as their own sovereign nations. And then once people left, then you have records for the US. So you have twice the ability to, to document things. And I would definitely say, you know, confirming that, finding out, you know, about my ancestors there. And, you know, um, with those, I didn't have to dig for a slaveholder. It was right there on a document. It just from the early 1900s, slave of, and it was written right there. I didn't have to go and dig for it like I did on other branches of my family. And then to have the testimonies of the people where they're talking about, you know, being on the forced removal and that their parents were on it. And I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um, in fact, I would suggest, you know, look into the Freedmen of the Five Tribes. That's, that's such, it's such an untapped area of, of, uh, of, of just public wide knowledge about it. Nika Sewell-Smith, I could sit here and talk to you for hours, but I know you have other things to do. Uh, reset, before I let you go one more time, uh, your social media handles so that we can follow you. Obviously, we know that we can do the research at Ancestry. Right. My social media handles, I'm at Neek, N-E-E-K Smith, on pretty much everything. That's how to get to me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Nika, thank you so much for your time. No problem. Thank you. And now, the American Christian hip-hop recording star, Lecrae Devon Moore. The last time we connected with Lecrae, he was 
showing love beyond walls, working throughout our city to install portable sinks so that Atlanta's homeless population could keep their hands washed and be clean in the midst of a pandemic. Well, he's not slowed down and is doing even more. Lecrae, thanks for joining us today. Honored, sincerely honored and grateful for the opportunity. Tell me about this school that you're associated with over in the Bluffs, where there's never been a school before. Right, yeah. Um, I had the privilege of connecting with some incredible people in that community, and we partnered to build the first school there in, oh goodness, I mean, since anyone can remember. Um, you know, there um, it's been a tough neighborhood. If you know anything about the Bluffs or English Avenue, uh, it's, it's historically been a tough neighborhood, disenfranchised, marginalized, uh, just been run over by a lot of drugs and prostitution. And um, and man, we're just taking the 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 neighborhood back and bringing hope, bringing light, uh, bringing education, and educating the whole child. Uh, feeding the child, feeding the family, and providing opportunities. What drives your passion to facilitate positive change in your community? Oh man, I mean, there's a there's a number of different factors. I mean, um, I, I really love the model that Martin Luther King set. I think uh, for him, he was a catalyst for restoration in general, and um, and and very similarly, it's my faith. It's the fact that I come from a community such as this. It's the, the reality that I've seen the change happen uh, once an investment is made. And once you see that change happen, once you see lives transformed because of your efforts, uh, it's addictive. And you want to continue to repeat that cycle as many times as you can. Between you and T.I. and Killer Mike and your investment in Atlanta's west side, the community is going to really be reborn. Tell me about what you're doing, what more you're doing. Yeah, um, we've gotten to partner with, um, you know, the NAACP, Experian. Um, I, I work with Grove Park Renewal, uh, who uh, Killer Mike also has done some work with as well. I sit on a board and we're able to uh, provide mortgage assistance. Um, we're able to provide job opportunities. Um, also, when you uh, own a lot of the property in a community like that, um, you have more control of what goes in there. And so if you want to see healthy eating options, then you've got to have some control of the real estate there. If you want to see job opportunities, then you've got to be in control of some of the real estate there so you can provide um, quality uh, jobs. And so um, I've been very fortunate and blessed to uh, you know, meet some incredible people on the West Side, provide job opportunities. Uh, provide housing opportunities. And so I'm just extremely grateful to, to do it. And not only are you providing housing opportunities, you're helping to keep families in their homes. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, uh, a lot over over 50% of the community, uh, particularly in the, the Grove Park, Bankhead area, are service workers. And because of the pandemic, um, a lot of them were out of work, which um, unfortunately put them in a position where they weren't able to continue paying their mortgages. And so uh, we were able to uh, step in and work with different organizations, uh, specifically Grove Park Renewal, to provide mortgage assistance to allow people to keep their homes. And I read you also have a prison ministry. Tell me about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be involved in, in the prisons. Um, I believe that the prison system uh, contains some of the most marginalized and, and disenfranchised people. Um, it, it is overrun with folks who have untreated mental illness. It's overrun with people who, um, you know, come from environments and, and backgrounds where 
there's a lot of trauma and a lack of education. And so poor choices were made. And oftentimes we forget about them and uh, leave them to the side. And, uh, you know, uh, as you mentioned, you know, uh, my faith inspires me to to want to uh, treat others as I want to be treated and to and to love everybody, uh, love them as myself. And so uh, we want to go in there. We want to inspire them. We want to provide for their needs. Uh, we provided masks for them, uh, sanitation kits so that they can be healthy and, and, uh, and survive uh, this pandemic as well. Lecrae, you are an inspiration to many. I wonder who inspires you? Mm. Yeah, I, I get inspired by the everyday people who weather these battles on a regular basis. Uh, they inspire me just seeing them process and work through it all, the single mothers uh, who, who are, you know, driven on a regular basis. And then, of course, historical figures, Ida B. Wells, Shirley Chrism, um, Martin Luther King, Ralph Abernathy, those are some people that inspire me as well. I see the Grammy behind you. Congratulations on your two Grammy nominations this year. We can't let you go without asking about your music. Uh, what's going on? What can our audience look forward to? Yeah, I'm excited as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm back in the studio, always working. Uh, you know, I plan on releasing some new music in 2021. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, we'll be ready to, you know, by the summer with some new tunes. Anything else that you you wanted to share anything else that you wanted to add no i'm just really grateful uh the city of atlanta is is home and it will forever be home now um and i'm just grateful for the way the city has shown support and um and i'll continue to show the same type of love back to the city absolutely and the city is grateful to have someone like you as a, a model citizen who is contributing to make the community a much better and a much stronger place lecrae god bless thank you so so much for being with us yeah thank you it was a pleasure Delta Community Credit Union is also greatly invested in our community, working with people who have been impacted by this pandemic. Joining me now is the Assistant Vice President for Community Development, Raina Short. Raina, tell me about this partnership that DCCU has with the MLK Senior Community Resources Collaborative. It's a wonderful partnership, Condes. We started this um, relationship with MLK Collaborative back in 2019. They were awarded our philanthropic fund grant for their um, Helping Members in Emergencies um, program. And we decided to continue that relationship. Of course, when COVID happened, um, we had a special fund last year for nonprofit organizations to apply. MLK services um, apply for that funding so that we could assist them um, in support of providing special COVID materials such as masks, sanitizers, testing, um, and all of those pertinent items necessary for their members to navigate through challenging times. So this year in 2021, we wanted to keep things going with the collaborative and offer financial education workshop. Um, we know that many of their program participants expressed uh, wanting to learn more about finances. And so we are offering um, budgeting courses and of course, rebuilding finances. And we know that many people in our communities right now um, are having financial difficulty. And so at Delta Community, we wanted to lend a hand, if you will, to provide the necessary education to help those in need. And this month, you all held a special seminar. Tell me about that. 
We did. It was called Rebuilding Your Finances um, After a Crisis. And of course, during COVID, there were many people in our communities who lost their jobs or who were small business owners who had to close down their shops. And so we know that there are a lot of people who were experiencing some level of financial difficulty, um, a crisis um, even. And so this workshop is designed specifically uh, to help people figure out how to navigate, what do they do first? And our workshops are um, tailored to really give people those tools. Were there any special requirements people had to meet in order to participate? There are no special requirements to participate in our workshops. They are free to the public. If you are a program participant with MLK Collaborative, you are more than welcome to join in on any of our free workshops. What are some of the other ways that DCCU is planning to be the great community partner that you guys have been? We are going to continue um, extending our free workshops to any nonprofit organization or school that wants them and needs them, we know that it is vital not only to help our members, but to help those in our communities understand that there is a way out of any financial difficulty that they may be experiencing. And it could be little things like learning how to set up a budget, learning how to save. So we're gonna continue with our financial education. We will continue servicing our members as they do um, come into our branches. Um, we have uh, COVID protocol in place so that we are meeting those needs. And we will continue investing in nonprofit organizations um, throughout the year because we know that there are still challenges because of the pandemic. Raina, is there anything else that you wanted to add or something I might not have thought to ask? No, we're just grateful um, to be able to help. I think that that's the biggest thing um, with Delta Community Credit Union. We are Georgia's largest uh, credit union and we want to help as many people as possible in our communities that we serve so that we're all stronger together. Between now and next Sunday, we can all do something good for our community. My next guest is Kyle Wade, CEO of the Atlanta Community Food Bank. Sunday, March 7th, is the Food Bank's annual walk-run. It's virtual in 2021 because of the pandemic. Kyle Wade, thank you for making the time. Thank you, Condes, for having me. I know that the Food Bank had some initial plans for what you thought 2020 was going to look like. It has continued into 2021. Talk to our audience about how critical your role has been during this pandemic in feeding our community. Well, when the pandemic broke, we kind of overnight saw a dramatic increase in the demand for food assistance. The number of people needing help uh, grew by as much as 40%. Uh, and so at the food bank, we've had to really dramatically grow uh, the volume of food we're distributing, uh, we're um, up about 65% um, compared to what we were doing prior to the pandemic and the amount of food we're providing. Uh, that means uh, around 10 million pounds of food every month uh, that we're getting out to the community. Uh, and we think that's going to be the case for a, a long time yet to come. There's just been so many uh, families and kids and seniors uh, who have really been um, uh, affected uh, in dramatic ways by this pandemic through job losses and other impacts. And so with the community's help, we're really doing everything we can uh, to help these folks stay uh, solid uh, during this crisis uh, so that we can emerge even stronger. 
And Kyle, many of the people who have been participating, you know, have had to reach out to local food banks or people who've never had to ask for help before, right? Yeah, that's one of the really um, uh, startling uh, um, things that have occurred uh, as a result of this pandemic. Uh, about half of the people that we're seeing in our food pantry network are coming to our food pantries for the first time in their lives. Um, and, uh, you know, these are folks who have lost jobs, have seen their incomes really disrupted um, as a result of the pandemic, and now they need help in ways that they never anticipated. Uh, at the same time, however, many of the people that we're serving are represent those same vulnerable communities we were serving prior to COVID. Uh, they were already vulnerable, uh, and the pandemic has just made them more vulnerable. So communities of color, uh, seniors, households with kids, uh, uh, these groups um, uh, were already facing uh, greater levels of, of food insecurity and now are just experiencing that at, e at an even higher level. Nonprofits across Metro Atlanta have also been impacted by the pandemic because it's been difficult for groups like the Atlanta Community Food Bank to fundraise. How have you attacked that? And uh, I understand the hunger run walk is coming back this spring. Well, we know that that many nonprofits are are really have really had to scramble to um, uh, sustain their operations during this crisis. You know, the food bank uh, has really been supported generously by the community. Uh, I think people um, identified early on that um, that hunger uh, was a significant challenge people were facing as a result of this pandemic. Uh, and they've responded very courageously and generously uh, to help us really grow our capacity to serve uh, during this crisis. That said, this is a long journey. Uh, there's going to be a lot of need for help for many months to come, and we need ongoing support. And so. Uh, right now, there's a great opportunity for folks to participate in our Hunger Walk Run. It's an event that we've been uh, supporting for about, uh, this will be the 37th year. Um, it's a, normally a great event. We all gather together, 10,000 folks um, uh, walking through the city to raise money to fight hunger. Uh, we have to do it virtually this year, uh, but we're still going to have a lot of fun. Uh, we've got great sponsors participating, uh, and it will help us uh, raise a lot of money to fight hunger across Metro Atlanta. And Kyle, how can our viewers get involved? So uh, the easiest thing to do is to go to the website hungerwalkrun.org. Uh, there you can register, you can learn how you can participate, how you can start a team to get other people uh, to join you in raising money uh, as part of the Hunger Walk uh, effort. Uh, you can also go to the App Store um, uh, and uh, download uh, the Hunger Walk Run um, uh, app on your uh, device of choice. Uh, just uh, put Hunger Walk in the search uh, field, uh, Hunger Walk Run, and you'll find the app, and that'll help you uh, find out how you can uh, uh, participate in the Hunger Walk Run. And it's just going to be a fun event. You know, there, you know, I'm going to do it virtually with my family. Um, and so on that day, March 7th, uh, we're just all going to have a good time in our own places, in our own equipment or streets. Uh, walking, running, biking uh, to uh, raise money to help uh, fight hunger across our community. It's a great cause, Kyle Wade, and indeed a need that desperately needs to be met in our community. Kyle Wade with the Atlanta Community Food Bank, we thank you. Thank you, Condice, and I uh, hope everybody out there is staying safe and, uh, and staying healthy. Next Sunday on Perspectives, you'll meet author Brandon Fleming. He's the amazing young man behind the Harvard Debate Project. He has a new book, Miseducated.
So Miss Miss Educated is my turbulent journey, um, going from being um, an at-risk youth, um, a drug dealer, um, a substance abuser, um, a dropout. You know, at at many different times in my life, I was I was different things that weren't always good. You know, and um, it's it's the journey of how I went from being that to transforming. Um, into uh, an academic, a scholar, and eventually a, a Harvard educator. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program crafted with you in mind. If there's a guest you'd like to hear interviewed or a perspective you think should be explored, let me know. If you're old school, just write me. 1601 West Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Or message me via social media. I'm Condos Presley on Facebook, Condo29 on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this very same time as we examine another perspective. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.